girls, and welcome to another edition of the Coco and Dalts podcast. We're real people doing real reviews. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalts. And we do reviews of things that are on Netflix and Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, Apple... TV+. Plus. TV+. Plus, and... HBO Max. HBO Max and YouTube. I- Oh, no, we don't do YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, What are we doing this particular episode, Coco? We've got a really special episode here. (laughs) This is going to lighten you up a lot, listener. So so the reason I'm doing this summary is because Daltz cannot contain himself and just wants to unleash his fury. I think you're going to be surprised, actually. Oh, goodness. So what we are reviewing today is Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. (laughs) Why is that the name? I, mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, is Dahmer why, the first part of it? Yeah, I don't know why you need all those colons in there. <laughs> I don't know why you need all those Dahmers either. Like, right. Like everybody, one Dahmer is enough. Yeah. Every that's a very notorious name right. in American history at right. this point. Anyways, it's a ten-part true crime uh, series on Netflix, starring Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Other co-stars include Niecy Nash as his neighbor who tried to blow the whistle on... Well, backtrack. If you don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, <laughs> which if you're over at least probably 30, you know who this guy is yes. um, because you lived through it. He was a cannibal serial killer uh, in Milwaukee, which is where he was arrested. He did apparently also kill a victim in the 70s. In Ohio, he got arrested in the early 90s, sentenced to life in prison, mm-hmm. was it? Not mm-hmm. the death uh, not the death penalty. Yeah, death penalty wasn't a thing in those days, yeah. Yeah, not in Wisconsin. That was before death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he ended up being killed in prison, unsurprisingly, in 94. So right. he's been gone for a while. So this is a 10-part series about him, his crimes, his childhood, just mm-hmm. kind of his life and his victims, the fallout from his crimes, how police messed it up, crapped the bed, basically. So that's kind of the bare bones of this not, ooh, that was a no pun intended whatsoever. I was going to say that might have been a bad use of it, yeah. Because something he also did was... Yeah, decapitate people and then boil their bones, keep their bones around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gruesome. It's a pretty gruesome it's whole deal, for sure. Gruesome is probably an understatement. Yes. So anything to add, Daltz? No, I think you did a good job. I think uh, one of the things that is important to note that I did not know before going into this uh, series is that it is uh, it was created and written partially by Ryan Murphy, who also did Ratchet. And all the American Horror Story anthology. And the O.J. Simpson. And, yeah, the American Crime Story, O.J. Simpson and Johnny Versace. Yeah, yeah. which were good. And then Ratchet was terrible. Yeah, Ratchet was so unwatchable. I think that maybe I would have been scared away. Like, the subject matter was like, Jeffrey Dahmer, this will be interesting. Let's see how they portray him. And yet, when I got into it and started watching it, I was like, oh, Ryan Murphy's the guy who did Ratchet. 
<laughs> and then you could tell. There were certain parts where you could really tell. So go right into your review. Oh, notes. do you want me to blaze yeah. in here? Oh, yeah. You're you're dying. You I are am. dying to I review am. this. I've no been, pun intended. I've been wanting to review this since we started watching it. Yeah, like pretty, first pretty much since the pilot. You're, you've been like looking at your watch. So, so 10 episodes, uh, pretty close to an hour each. Between yeah, they're 45 to 60 40, minutes each. Yeah, 45 yeah. to 60 minutes. And uh, I know that listener is tired of me saying this, but this is further evidence of the death of editing in modern streaming culture right now, is that this could have been really good if it had been six episodes, let's say, or even maybe eight. Um, but it just felt way too long to me. The first episode, I, I, I know what he was trying to do. He's trying to build attention. Everybody who's watching this probably has some sense of what Jeffrey Dahmer was and who, what he did. Um, so you don't have to set up the character or anything like that. But the first episode was trying to build suspense. And it was just, it, it actually had the opposite effect on me. It was wow. like, I just, I, could something happen? Like, we just, <laughs> we're sitting there and we're looking at each other. And we're watching TV and it's like, uh. So the first episode is the night that he finally got caught. Right, He brought somebody home from the bar with him. The guy managed to escape. So... That was basically it. Like that whole episode was just that one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and know. it was like 48 minutes of that. Like yeah. if them sitting beside each other on the bed watching uh, Exorcist 3. <laughs> and just, I, I just, I was not engaged. I, like I know that I was supposed to be and I know there was supposed to be tension and the music was good and the lighting and everything and the acting was good. But I was just, it just was way too long. It was just way too long of a scene uh, over and over again for me to get into it. However, uh, Evan Peters is phenomenal as Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, serial killers are probably uh, one of the roles that actors really want to play because you can kind of go to the extreme, you know, of uh, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of a Lamb, for, Lambs, right. for example. Most people aren't going to eat other people's body parts. Right. So this is a way to... Stretch your chops, no pun right. intended. <laughs> How many you're, you're, disgusting you're puns doing, can Coco get into one episode? You're doing this on purpose now. I thought before it was just accidental, but now you're actually uh, trying to do this. But I think that this is like fertile ground for a an actor to try to do this. And by the way, Evan Peters, fantastic in Mayor of Eastham, East Ham, East Town, East Town, uh, Emmy winning. He was great. Not. If, if nothing else, just watch the drunk scene of Evan Peters. <laughs> in Town. Just fantastic. Um, but anyway, he was really good in this. Uh, he, he, I believed him. He had the accent down. He seemed to have the mannerisms down. Um, I think that there was a lot of depth here. And it just, it lost me because of the amount of time it took to get through it. Um, Again, it, this was this was much better than Ratchet in a lot of ways. It was restrained. It was more restrained, but it, it was still pretty gruesome. Like it was, it, it res- was gory and restrained in the kind of like over the top. Like the subject matter itself, not to be flippant about it, is very sensational. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't really need to add a lot of bells and whistles, right, as right. opposed to Ratchet, which was just like way too much yeah. for me, you know. Yeah, and I think what the moral of the story here is I think that if Ryan Murphy has factual stuff to base his works off, it's better. 
Yeah. So the O.J. Simpson stuff was good. Yeah, that was the, based on a book by Jeffrey Tubin you know, about the O.J. trial. The, yeah. And obviously a true story. Right. Versace, Versace. same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is obviously a true story. Uh, Ratchet was not a true story. And it, Ratchet just went off the rails as far as I was concerned. Whereas this was a little bit more, I think that you, you nailed it, is that the restraint was caused by the facts. There's mm-hmm. guardrails there that actually right. you have to follow. And according to many sources, this was actually a fairly faithful rendition of what happened. Right. Um, and there are a lot of details in there. And, and there's another thing too that was that is praiseworthy is the, the sets and the costumes and everything like that. There was, I can't remember which episode it was, but there was one episode where Evan Peters was wearing a shirt that like, Every single guy in my 1992 <laughs> high school yearbook wore that yeah, shirt. You yeah, know, yeah. I was just like, "Whoa, taking yeah. me back to '91." Holy like cow! Like his costume person is fantastic. Yeah, uh, and the dance scenes in the bars and everything like that. Like everything just seemed really authentic. Um, but it's just again, it, I just got bogged down. So I've said a lot. I want you to say some things, Coco, if you don't mind. So I actually, there were a couple episodes that were plotting yes. pace-wise. Okay, However, I didn't mind the overall length of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the last three episodes really are dealing with he's been caught, the trial, mm-hmm. and the fallout mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. everybody, like his neighbor, his family, the families of the victims, how, like, Jesse Jackson shows up in Milwaukee, right. you know. And I didn't mind that those episodes were slower a because he's not dismembering bodies so yeah, you yeah. know it's not as like i said sensational as the sex and murder episodes mm-hmm. but also you know the media and people who aren't involved in that story we can move on and forget about it mm-hmm. but those people their lives go on. And how does your life go on when you're the next door neighbor who's been calling the cops for months Mm -hmm. and smelling the bodies cooking Mm -hmm. and the decomposing bodies? Like, your life is never going to go back to normal. And the the victims' families, their lives are never going to go back to normal because, you know, there's a macabre element to the media and you know, this guy is still out there getting interviewed and everybody knows Jeffrey Dahmer's name. So every time you hear this guy's name or you see him being interviewed by Stone Phillips, you have to relive that. Mm -hmm. And I thought those three episodes did a very good job of just showing life is never going to be the same. And you're just going to have to go home and sit on your couch and try to watch Jenny Jones in the afternoon and nothing's ever going to be the same. You know, I will absolutely agree with that. There was actually something that I noticed is that they spend a lot of time with the victim's families and they spend a lot of time with the neighbor, with Dahmer's neighbor in the, in the building where he killed most of the victims. And, not just like during and, uh, you know, the course of all these horrific things that he did, these crimes that he did, but also after, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think that a typical setup for this kind of thing would have been murder, 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 found guilty, end of the series. You right. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the last scene is him getting clubbed in the in the. In the, in the shower, yeah. Yeah, and dying and then that's it. But actually there's more to this particular version which I appreciate it and I think a lot of the criticism online has been by the victims families and I'm not here to 
to negate that or talk that away or anything like that. But I will say that this seemed to address the victims more wholeheartedly than some other versions of mm-hmm. these kinds of movies. Like they weren't just disposable. They weren't just people who were just a number or a birthday or a face. And then you never see them again. Right. Or, and they were horrified and then they get killed. You know, like it, there was actually some personality to some of these people. And particularly the one uh, kid who was deaf. That he was really good, and they gave him some depth of character. And that episode, I was going to call out. That's episode six. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the victims. Uh, Tony Hughes, played by Rodney Burford, I believe the actor's name yeah, is. Yeah, that was really good. There was exchange between. Like a lot of, it seemed like Dahmer was almost falling in love with this guy and they went out a couple of times. And right. The whole episode was just kind of like their quote unquote relationship. Yeah. And like courting, I guess. Yeah. And, but eventually Jeffrey Dahmer ends up killing this guy. And that was, I kind of thought, like, I, I understand the victim's families are saying, because you do delve a lot into his childhood and mm-hmm. his parents' horrible marriage. Mm-hmm. Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. correct. And I understand the victim's families don't want him to be humanized. Yes. You know. But this episode, I thought, even though you don't need it to be driven home that this guy is a monster, because look at what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not normal. But this episode, I thought, really crystallized that he's not being humanized because he is having this relationship with this guy. This was right. Evan Peters, I thought, at like his best yeah. in this whole series because he's freaking Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. But, you know, he's he likes this guy and he's grinning like an idiot and he's actually kind of charming with this guy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in the end, he does kill him. And that, to me, just drove home he's a monster because he likes this guy. He might be falling in love with this guy, but he still kills this guy right. despite his feelings. Yeah. And I'm not, like you said, I'm not here to tell the victims' families what to feel. I can't even imagine yeah. going through that. And then every time something comes up, a documentary or a show like this, you're re-traumatized mm-hmm. for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. this isn't going to go away. But even even the most normal human emotions that everybody feels wasn't enough for him to not do what he did. And so. I, I think in that same vein, one of the greatest tricks that this series played on me was I started to feel for Dahmer a little bit and Dahmer's dad. Because Dahmer's dad is really portrayed in this as being, in some ways, a sympathetic character. Um, you know, he he introduces roadkill uh, uh, autopsies to his kid. That's freaking disgusting. It was disgusting, but <laughs> oh it was God. because his dad was uh, into that kind of thing as uh, professionally uh, in, in a way. And this was the only thing that his kid was showing an interest in, his odd kid. Um, so from a parent's perspective, I, not that I could relate to this in any way, shape or form, but like as a dad, that would that was something that was I was surprised at that was portrayed in this. There was as as large a picture as a portion of Richard Jenkins, who played Dahmer's dad, played in this movie. So it was a very much uh, a balanced aspect of it. It was like Dahmer's personal life and the victim's personal lives, right. and it was kind of like right down the middle. So very much in a journalistic kind of way. But I think that where people are upset is that Dahmer is portrayed as being more human, where he did these completely. Heinous. In, yeah, yeah. Evil things, right? Yeah. I I don't... It, it made me... And this is a testament to Evan Peters' acting ability that you can feel for this kid who was really 
who really kind of didn't stand a chance. Right. Because his, according to this, his parents were in a horrible marriage. I was opposite of you, actually. I didn't really feel for his dad. I felt for his mom. Oh, really? Because his mom, it, even recent Supreme Court decisions notwithstanding, women today have choices. And women in the 50s and 60s did not have choices. Mm-hmm. You know, if they didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, too freaking bad. You know, you can't have a job. You can't have a right. credit card. You can't own a house, you know. Yeah, right. I Today, I can do that. But back then... A lot of people, all they could do was just like get married and stay at home and start popping out kids. And she was desperately unhappy and she was popping. She was on so many prescriptions while she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dahmer's parents were at loggerheads the whole time. It was a very unhappy household. Mm -hmm. You know, he had an unhappy childhood. When they get divorced, it's clearly acrimonious. They both just leave him alone in a house for three months and take off. When he's 17. When he's 17. So he's just, you know, drinking beer and eating pizza every night. And that's when he first starts killing. And Mm -hmm. so I felt bad in the sense that, like, whatever is organically wrong with him anyways Mm -hmm. to make him do what he did was not mitigated by having a better childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his parents, who they were, whatever was taken when he was in utero that mm-hmm. could have had an effect, that's all horrible. I, I don't know. That, I think that where I am with that too is that Richard Jenkins' performance was so good as the dad. Um, and there's one scene where he's like, he's breaking down. And he's like, I, oh, I, I hope I didn't do this to you. I hope it is like, well, yeah, you did actually. Like you, you, you didn't, you didn't cause it a hundred percent, but you, you steered, you steered him in that direction. And, and the I've, performance is just fantastic by Jenkins. Richard Jenkins, Jenkins was good. I, I didn't, I've, I f- felt bad for him as a parent because I can't imagine you, despite how you were a parent, that's still your child and you still love your child. And then you find out all these horrible things your child did. And I can't imagine those competing impulses. Like this is still my child and I love him, but holy crap, how could he do this? Like, you know, well, how could he do this to other people's kids? Like, you know, so I, I felt bad for him that way, but then he also, for, for me, it felt like, you know, he was like, well, maybe he got it from me because I've had these impulses too. And then he wrote a book about it. And, you know, I was like, is he trying to like ride the, you know, coattails, Mm -hmm. you know, to, is he trying to make this like about him Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, so for me, that seemed more like slimy and opportunistic. Whereas like with the mom, like I felt the, well, and also that the trapped, you know, there was one scene, I don't think I'm giving too much away when he's writing the book. And his new uh, wife, played by Molly Ringwald, who oh my god, I'm a lady of a certain age, so I love her. I was, was mesmerized good. by her. She was good. Uh, she was, and she didn't look much like Molly Ringwald either. So that was also good because it would have been distracting if she had been Molly Ringwald from Breakfast Club or something like that in the Dahmer movie. But anyway, I thought there was the the scene where uh, he's writing the book. And he's typing away, typing away. He's oh, I should have done this a long time ago. And then she comes in. Molly Ringwald comes in and says your ex-wife just tried to kill herself. And he's like, oh, that's terrible. Oh, and then there's a little bit of back and forth. And then he starts going back in and writing his book. So to me, that was indicative of actually his motivation was 
he, he's not a very sympathetic guy. Right. Right. And so that's part of the problem. But it was also, to me, part of the the great performance and the and the way that it all ties together. Like parents, like that's the thing I think a lot of these days is that kids get blamed for things that they're doing, but the parents don't often get blamed for what their kids are doing. And so I think that that was a good tie-in. It's like, yeah, you know, the the the, the, the crimes of the, the sins of the parents are sometimes the sins of the of the kids too. Well, and I felt um, kind of going along with what I was saying about like showing sort of like the hopelessness of like his mother's situation where she has no other options in life. I thought this did a very good job of showing like how marginalized people get screwed, mm-hmm. you know, because yes. like yes. many, if not most of his victims were young men of color yeah. and the cops repeatedly failed them. They led one kid back, like one kid who escaped, they led him back into Dahmer's apartment because Dahmer was like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend. He's just really drunk, even though it's clearly somebody who's underage. Yeah. And you've got three black women here who are like, no, this is not right. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. But the cops are like, yeah, whatever. Lover spat. Gross. You know, gay people. Yuck. Right. You know, so it it seemed like and at one point there was another guy who managed to escape and went to the cops, reported it. Cops went to Dahmer's home. He's like, oh, no, you know, I, I was just helping him. He was really drunk. And then they told the victim, yeah, sorry, he said that's not what happened. And he's like, let me get this straight. You're taking the word of a white guy with a criminal record mm-hmm. over a black guy who's clean. Yeah. You know, so I thought they did a really good job of showing, you know, because this is you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's a white guy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it, you show like the. You know, there's the juxtaposition of like the police getting the award for cops of the year and then Mm -hmm. Niecy Nash's character just getting like a really small plaque plaque for, you know, trying to report Jeffrey Dahmer to the cops, even though allegedly that never happened, like the cops getting the cop of the year award or whatever. But like they did get reinstated to the force. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so lots of different depictions of how, you know, people who are marginalized don't get listened to, don't have yep. choices. You know, it's not just from the white guy's perspective. Yeah, and I think that the, this is not just a story. Uh, you know, obviously the main theme is Jeffrey Dahmer, serial killer, probably the most horrific ser- serial killer of all time. That's the main story. However, like the underlying themes are racism and mm-hmm. systemic racism. And I also thought like the sins of the father was kind of an underlying theme too. So it's there's a, there's a lot going on here and it's I think again to reiterate what I said off the top is if it had been shorter I think it would have been even better. Like there was just <laughs> there was some there were some moments in especially in the early going where I was like can we get on with it? Like <laughs> yeah. like not not I don't want to you know I don't want to see blood and gore or anything like that but eventually you get you you know the pattern. He goes to a bar, he gets he meets up with somebody he puts a pill in their drink. He cuts them up, you know, or, you know, like he strangles them so they don't feel anything supposedly. Then he kills, like there's a couple of scenes where, okay, we could have, you know, we could have cut back on some of that stuff. We get it. And also it's Jeffrey Dahmer. It's not like this guy, this is criminal that we don't know anything about in, in Australia or, you know, Portugal or some <laughs> foreign place that we don't really know the news very well from the 90s. You know, this is Jeffrey Dahmer. So like it's well established kind of what he did. Um, but, I, I I think it's fine. 
<laughs> you're making well, hand signals to me. Well, that's because you're like, you've got your hands right up by the mic and you're oh, like okay. rubbing them and it's making noises. So, okay. Okay. So I can point at you when you're banging your elbow on the, on the Yeah, table. sorry about that. Um, <laughs> And then I was going to say something and I totally forgot. So what, what, uh, oh, so, uh, I would also just like to say that I think, you know, we've talked about Evan Peters. We've talked about, talked about Richard Jenkins, I, all the acting and Molly Ringwald, who was not in it enough for my taste, all the acting performances in this were just outstanding. Yeah. Like Niecy Nash. Was, Nash was great. She was great. Yeah. Um, apparently, her character is an amalgamation of a couple different people. Oh, okay. Um, but she was fantastic. Uh, Penelope Miller, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, was great at just like the sort of woman who is like always on the edge mm-hmm. and unhinged. And she wrote like a suicide note that was just like so heartfelt. Mm-hmm. As at, Dahmer's mom. As Dahmer's mother. Yeah. yeah. Like ev- everybody who had any. And uh, Rodney Burford, who played one of the victims, like. His episode was just, even though I know what's going to happen to this guy, like I'm just smiling throughout this episode because like his performance was just such a ray of light. Yeah, like, it was. I, yeah. I loved his, I hate to put it this way, but his character so much. Like he was just such, so, you know, it was just wonderful to see that relationship, you yeah, know, even yeah. though you know what's going to happen it was at the like end a, and it's a, so horrifying. It was like a little mini love story in the middle of this thing. Right. And you know, like you said, you know what's going to happen, you know how it's going to end. And it's even more heartbreaking. Like right. I think if you had cut back on some of the other victim stuff, you know the the first the first episode cut that back a little bit because um, it's important. It's it's the it's the tipping point obviously in this case. So you gotta I understand why they did it. It's just like let's speed it up a little bit, and then cut back on some of the other victims, and then focus on on the the death kid who was that was just a really good episode. Yeah, that episode is totally standalone. Like yeah. don't don't change that episode. Yeah, if yeah. you're if you're cutting back the series to six or eight episodes, like leave that one alone. Exactly. And that that to me underlines, reinforces how a lot of things, how horrific and heartbreaking this story is. But also in terms of like the compulsion, because there's that one scene where you can see Dahmer's got the hammer behind his back and he's gripping it really like he regrips it and then he goes in and kills this guy and you can tell that this is not something that he can help like it's 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 just a compulsion like i said and so there's a lot of there's a lot in that particular episode that was just really good and i think that that to me is sort of like the 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 high point if you will of the entire victims uh, part of the story if you uh i actually didn't mind the first episode, like I know you said, like it didn't feel tense or suspenseful to, to you, but I thought it was, mm-hmm. even though, you know, this kid's going to escape and he's going to get caught. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought the editing and was really good at creating that tension. And there, there were a couple scenes throughout the series. Like there was one scene where Jeffrey Dahmer goes to his neighbor's apartment because you know, she turned him in for like a smell or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, I brought a peace offering. I made you a sandwich. And you know, it's like probably somebody's liver, you know, and he's like, eat it now. And she's like, I don't want to eat it now. And he's like, no, eat it now. I made it just for you. And she's like, I'll put it in the fridge for later. And he's like, what are you, a vegetarian? And like, you're just like, oh, don't eat the sandwich, you know? And like, just like, I, so I thought there were like a few. That scene to me was comical. Like, I just was like, I mean, what about the sandwich? Like, just eat the sandwich. Like, it felt like a Seinfeld episode gone wrong with, you know, it was like, and they're, and they're looking, you know, he's looking at the sandwich. It's almost like, 
Cut to the sandwich. Cut to her face. Cut to his face. Cut to the sandwich. 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 Face. Face. Like it was just all, and, and it was just like, oh, it doesn't even look like human. Like it looks like chicken. I mean. Yeah, it did. It totally didn't. And it was but on I'm, white I bread. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen cooked human organs. No, so I don't know I, what they look like. And nor it, do know, I Maybe want they to. do look like chicken. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't want to. It just, you know, in case you were <laughs> planning on surprising me one Thanksgiving. So I, no, I'm, I'm vegan. Like, you know, I, I did at one point when he was just like, eat the sandwich. I was like, tell him you're vegan. And, and then he was like, what are you, a vegetarian? Yeah. I was like, yes, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be like, because he's Jeffrey Dahmer, be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right, take totally. the sandwich away. I just, right, I did that. Totally. That whole scene to me was just, I didn't, I didn't buy it at all. And she, it was everybody was just trying to be really tense about it. And I was like, it's a sandwich. Just like, why did you let the guy in your apartment in the first right, place? Totally. You like that? Just it's one of those. It, it felt to me like one of those scenes from a horror movie where the kids, you know, let's go out exploring in the graveyard with the mass murderer and you know the axe murderer is loose. Oh, our flashlight is off. Oh, don't worry about it. Right. We'll just go into the graveyard. Like every horror movie trope where they're like, what's in the basement? You know? (laughs) There's a strange noise down there. Let's go and investigate. (laughs) Right. And the movie's called like Killer Dead Slasher Basement, you know, or something. (laughs) So uh, 26 letters, give us a grade. I'd give it like a a B, if not a B plus. Oh, I thought it would have been more than that. I I really liked it. Yeah, I'd say like B plus. I thought you were more into the A category. I, I. What kept it back from an A for you? I I don't know. I'd have to think about that. All right. So I'm not going to give this a seven and a half. Yeah, I was like seven or whatever. I yeah. So this is probably a six point two five. I would say. See, this doesn't mean anything to you because that's barely underneath what you normally give everything else. I thought you were going to go for like a four or something, like the way you were just like, you know, flipping tables and stuff. I told you that you would be surprised by my vote because I came, I came around. I started, I started slow and I was like, oh, get me out of here. And then I was won over by Evan Peters. Fantastic. Uh, he was just great throughout. I mean, he was good from the beginning, but I just like he kept it up. Like it wasn't sensational. He was subtle, but you, yeah, you there, bought him all the way along. There was especially the very last episode. There's the juxtaposition again of John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy is literally strapped to the gurney, and his final words are "kiss my ass." Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jeffrey Dahmer in his white choir boy robe getting baptized yeah, that in was really the well prison done. whirlpool so that was really well done yeah okay well i think we've probably i don't want to say beat this to death because that would just <laughs> now you're the one with the puns yeah i know it's just wrong but um i think that this uh this is i would recommend it but i would recommend but just know what you're getting into that this is a ryan murphy production yeah um and, and it it didn't feel like a Ryan Murphy to me though. It, like, it felt it felt like some of it to, did to me. It it didn't to me. So okay. well, right. we, we have a <laughs> we have divergent opinions. I think it's the first time ever, really. Yeah, really, first time in six years. Though. Wow, wow, yours. Uh, well, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight actually because I we got the dog, so I got to Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so thanks for joining us, listener. We really appreciate your time for another episode of the podcast. I'm not Coco, and I'm not Dolls. 